afternoon. Happy game day. Yeah, doing episodes on game day. Well, let me tell you something about this episode today, Decaholics. First, welcome episode 61 of the Deacon and Co. show. And originally dated for 10-23-2021, which if y'all do the math, it would have been Saturday for you guys. <laughs> Trying to give you guys the episodes on Thursdays and Saturdays to stay consistent for all of you, but um, do apologize. I had some things called life. Uh, pop in the way in the last couple of weeks, but today, game day, Monday Night Football, mecca of all game nights, uh, I remember Monday Night Football as a kid, I would always have to take a nap uh, just to make it through a 9 o'clock start, so funny uh, that 25th of October is upon us, this month has flown by uh, between vacation and being sick, and uh, decoholics, I am uh, I'm at 97%. I'm not going to stand back at 100% until I can get out there and uh, start moving around and, uh, you know, exercising again and whatnot. So uh, it will be shortly, a couple days or so. But back at it on the grind, back at it providing you guys excellent content, excellent shows as I strive to do each week. Today's episode, though, is a very different episode. Uh, I have a guest coming on in just a few minutes here who is a fellow metal critic who is super stoked because, check this shit, guys. This individual, who, my friend, had won the lottery tournament to get tickets to see Metallica's 40th anniversary shows in San Francisco. Now, you guys are thinking, well, big deal. Metallica. 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 Does this guy talk about anything else but Metallica? Well, the answer to your question is yes, the NFL, which I'm going to go back to in a second. But big deal because people didn't get the opportunity to, not everyone got the opportunity to win tickets to this. Register, they give you a number, your number gets called out of how many Metallica fans, this is worldwide, uh, which I'm understanding that there is no restriction as of the 8th of November to have people coming into the country now for its leisure. And I guess in certain countries, and I know that I have clients uh, that have told me um, that they were only allowed to come here on a visa for a two-week situation because of the whole COVID scenario and whatnot. So this is a really big deal. These are going to be two really big shows. And uh, yeah, I keep talking about it because it's a big fucking deal. And uh, it's going to be amazing. And history in itself uh, anybody who's got to <clears throat> live the 10th anniversary, 20th anniversary, 30th anniversary shows, and that's going to still do it with the band for 40 years, hats off to you. And I may have to turn around and say that I am a little jealous at that point. But uh, maybe I wouldn't be the Metallica fan that I am today if I rode this ride the whole way. Because I haven't really had a band that's been worthy of my time to ride their wave. And I don't, I don't mean to say it like I don't like music or that I'm some type of sinister person because obviously it's not the case. But when you're starting to get into new technology and new ways of life, it sometimes takes a bit of a stranglehold on the things that have worked prior. So now, for instance, everybody would have to manually set your DVR. If you went out to dinner and you forgot to record 
the ball game or TV show, you could do it right from your phone now, as a years prior that you can't. So the same concept for me comes with the times and the changes and whatnot. So part of the reasoning I bring this up is because the new technology helped today's show because if I didn't have to force myself to up with the times and keep up then, wouldn't have had the show that we had this afternoon because... Think about it from this perspective here. I had to redo the episode with the guest because my technology was not updated to the way that the rest of the world made theirs adjustment and my phone conversation did not record. So now, when we have to make the adjustments of doing things a certain way, instead of just normally saying, okay, tickets go on sale at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, Let's get in line, let's make it a deal, a breakfast morning that we're going to sleep in, or maybe not sleep in with the excitement, and we're going to buy these tickets the second they come on sale, and we're going to get them, or we're going to be in queue, or whatever the situation is. Yeah, those days are uh, far, far from existence anymore. <laughs> so, events are never sold out. You want to know the trick about how to get tickets to something that you want to go and see. Uh, don't really share this with the world too much, but Decaholics appreciate your dedication to listening to me ramble every week. Without you guys, remember, I wouldn't be able to do this. So I will share this trick and technique. It's a little bit different as opposed to going to, let's just say, for instance, a sports game. Uh, going to a sports game, uh, being able to buy tickets in advance of something that they quote is sold out, and you don't want to pay the resale price or whatnot. Going into the game, let's say that it's a 103 kickoff. And if you're okay with this happening, then by all means, do it. Me, I have to be in my seat before the ball kicks off. But concerts are a little different, and I'll show you what I mean in a second. So if a game is kicking off at 103 Eastern PM, okay, you turn around and you buy the tickets anywhere in the 12 o'clock hour into the venue. If you're already knowing that you're going, you're going to pay less than 70 to 80% of the value of the price of the ticket. And most of the people at that point are looking to dump the tickets. If you're going to see somebody like Metallica, like myself, and being that, you know, you turned around and you have maybe one opening act at this 40th anniversary show, you would turn around and you would wait until that opening act had already opened up and played, and then you would buy the tickets because the people are panicking. I saw it happen with my own eyes many, many times, and this is the only way to do it if you can't get tickets in this scenario. So when you find out actually how much these tickets actually cost or whatnot, you guys would be floored and blown away or whatnot. But I will tell you, okay, that it's not even nearly the cost of what I paid for these and the crazy thing about it is, is I have the best producer, my best friend, who is going to be like dumbstruck when we get there and have this experience together because this is probably the biggest thing. You could top Super Bowl, you could top Stanley Cup Finals, you could top Deacon getting thrown out of Madison Square Garden because of Nay in the Stanley Cup Finals, but nothing will compare 
to the 40th anniversary shows of the best band that ever lived for our stature and for our status of doing things together. And I'm so excited for it. But not with us today, just Jordan and I, who are going to chat in just a few minutes. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation and his take of it and how he felt and how excited he is to get to this show. But first, as I mentioned, it is a game day. Happy game day to everybody once again. Not going to give you the recap of what happened yesterday. That's what the touchdown report is for. So what we got going on tonight, though, is the 2-4 and four Seattle Seahawks. No Russell Wilson, Geno Wilson at the helm. And uh, they're hosting the 3-2 and two New Orleans Houdat Houdat Saints. So, 41.5 for the over. Saints are favored by four here. Um, the Saints are on the road here. I like the Saints. I normally wouldn't say that they're going to walk into Seattle and win this game, but without Russell Wilson, yeah. And if they happen to not win this game, all right, and I did pick uh, Saints and the uh, touchdown report as well. If they don't happen to win this game, okay, um, then what's going to end up happening is they're going to go to 3-3. Three and three. And they're going to allow the best division of football yet to hang around again. And I don't know what's going to happen. If the Seahawks can find a way to win a couple of games here, then they're going to be able to somehow be all right when Russell Wilson gets back. Because I'm telling you now, man, this guy is obviously the team, a different playmaker. Seattle would never be underdogs in this game if he was uh, playing in this one. But... Hope a speedy recovery to him as well. NBA tonight, and something I just want to bring up um, because I I find it really, really funny. They're not playing tonight, but um, the Golden State Warriors swept the Western or the California trip, and they're also from California, obviously. Uh, Sacramento, the Lakers, and the Clippers, and um, man, like, Holy shit. <laughs> Warriors ain't fucking around, and they don't have, obviously, their, one of their best players in Clay Thompson back yet. And uh, who knows what's going to happen. I, I talk a lot of shit about the Warriors, uh, only because I don't like them. Uh, but Steve Kerr has the experience as both a coach and a player. And after watching the final uh, Last Dance uh, final uh, episodes, um each time I see that, uh, his toughness as a coach, his toughness as a player, I could see it in him, you know, the whole situation with nobody wanted to stand up to Jordan. He did, ended up getting into a scuffle, and then they were, that was the start of him and Jordan's, you know, relationship of let me trust this guy, Steve Kerr. Who the fuck is this guy, Steve Kerr? And uh, sure enough, Jordan passed him a couple of threes, fucking game winners, nailed him, and that was it, history from there. But, um, yeah, so... Definitely, if you guys haven't seen that, a huge recommendation. Next week on the Deacon & Co. Show, before I rattle off some sports info for you guys here, um, I'm going to have a horror special for you. Nay's going to return before we get back to the guests who are going to roll us into the 40th anniversary shows. And then after the new year, we'll have some cool other shit going on here for you guys. Um, want to bring up the fact that the Bucks are playing the Pacers tonight in Indiana. The Celtics are playing the Hornets. It should be a good, good, good game. Pistons are playing the Hawks. Magic are playing the Heat in South Beach. Wizards are playing the Nets in uh, Brooklyn, New York, New York. Uh, Bulls and the Raptors, Pelicans and the Timberwolves, Cavaliers and the Nuggets and the Trailblazers and the Clippers. Uh, tonight there are, oh, I think, five or six. We're going to say, off the top of my head, I'm going to say six. Let's see if I'm right. Uh, Sabres are playing the Lightning. Capitals are playing the Senators. 
Arizona Coyotes are playing the Florida Panthers, who have not lost a game yet, and I think they are heavy favorites to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Talk a little more about hockey in the Halloween episode upcoming next week. Uh, the New York Rangers Road Warriors, 4-0 on the road trip, coming back to Madison Square Garden, playing the Calgary Flames tonight. The other team I like, who is also undefeated, the Carolina Hurricanes, as favorites to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Good young team that they have there, hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs. Columbus Blue Jackets are hosting the Dallas Stars. And finally, the St. Louis Blues, who also have not lost a game yet, are hosting the Los Angeles Kings. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, I was off by one. But what can you do there, folks? So, that being said, something happened over the weekend where... I didn't know if it would happen, but my understanding is that a 3-1 lead for the Atlanta Braves is not safe in the National Championship Series. They've lost five straight with having a 3-1 lead. Um, So they actually came through, and tomorrow night, for all you fans of baseball and the feather out there, okay, you're going to have Game 1 of the World Series. off to the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves, both of them getting there, and uh, regular season, regular normal fans, all that kind of thing, travel all that back, and it's good to see the World Series, the fall classic for all the baseball fans out there. I was halfway right on this one, so I didn't want to go against the Dodgers there and the Lakers organization, but I only own two baseball jerseys. And uh, one of them's a Dodger jersey. And the other jersey that I own is an Atlanta Braves Greg Maddox throwback. And uh, so I have a soft spot for the Braves. And I just don't see the Braves pulling this out. I think the Astros are too much of a dominant team to do this. But I am going to pull for the Braves. But I do think the Astros are going to win this. Um, The things that I saw in the championship series... I watched three of the six of the Red Sox games when they played the Astros, and it was just slugfest. Uh, The hitters are just unreal, uh, and I don't think they're going to match up well. I also noticed that uh, understanding a little bit from uh, the perspective here of the pitching scenario for the Dodgers, you have the best pitching in baseball. You're in the playoffs now. I don't understand the reasoning behind going to the bullpen. Um, even even with a pitch restriction and whatnot, this is the playoffs. Uh, you're getting paid all these dollars to pitch me two innings, and bullpen's not helping you out here. And I didn't understand the moves that the Dodgers did, and, and, and when the games that the Dodgers came to play and hit, and, and they played great, and just it was more along the lines of one player getting hot uh, multiple times. There was a game where... You know, a couple games, 
They had guys uh, who were hitting three home runs in a game, getting up with a chance to, you know, break the record of four home runs in a postseason game. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, factors that, that played into, you know, my decision here of, of, you know, watching what the Braves did, and they were great. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I don't think they have enough to compete with the Astros there. So uh, one other note I wanted to bring up here to you guys uh, about the Metallica scenario, just announcing some shows in South America and in Vegas for uh, next year. So that should be fun. Uh, Tickets go on sale on Saturday morning for anybody who's interested. Just go to Metallica.com and you'll be able to be directed to wherever you want to go. But uh, that being said here, going to get Jordan on the show now. I think that uh, I rambled enough for you guys. And I hope you guys have caught the last touchdown report and look forward to our conversation now. Um, And take one, one day closer each day to getting us to San Francisco to see the 40th anniversary shows. Without further ado, or rather, without further ado, um, my final announcement before we get Jordan on the show. Uh, and, and just for the record, to go back one quick second here uh, in regards to the Atlanta Braves and uh, Los Angeles Dodgers series. I, I watched every single inning of that series. And, uh, yeah, it was it was going to be it's going to be an interesting world series to say the least but uh i had wanted to mention that nhl 15 has been released finally uh the 15th of october a little backtrack for you and so we have a couple of games coming out uh that i wanted to bring to your guys attention call of duty vanguard coming out on the november 5th and back for blood 4 uh this game really, really had me considering buying an Xbox, and I think that I'm going to buy one on Black Friday because of this game. That's how cool it is. Uh, definitely check out the trailers posted to the Deacon & Co. show Twitter page there. Uh, enjoy Monday Night Football tonight as the Geno Wilson, a.k.a. Geno Smith, that's what we're calling him now, uh, Geno Wilson, uh, takes on the Saints in Seattle. But going to stop delaying and get Jordan on. Here we go. And as I told you guys earlier, I would have a fellow metal critic on the show for us today. This is Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the Deacon and Coach Show. This is episode 61. How are you today, buddy? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Definitely. Anytime, man. And, and really, um, it should it kind of really should be like uh, easier for us this time since this is our second time doing this. <laughs> since we had a good, the recording last time did not uh, record. I, I actually, what happened was, when I hit the do not disturb button as the phone was ringing through, I didn't want our conversation to get disrupted. It, you cannot record apparently on do not disturb. So it just shut our, our whole episode and production down. And that's all right though, because we get a second chance to have the conversation, which was great last time. Jordan, tell the audience and Deke uh about yourself a little bit about what you do, what you got going on in your life. Um, I work, um, anyway, my name is Jordan. I uh, am a massive Metallica fan. I have a battle ja- battle jacket that I got done for for my parents a while ago. Um, I love uh, somewhat love sports. Big uh, big into uh, video games too. That's that's awesome. Big gamer on the show. Another gamer. That's good. Uh, I'm kind of uh, 
kind of a small movie collector. I've got like a hundred something steelbooks at the moment. Oh wow. wow, that's pretty cool. What are some yeah. of your favorites? Well, I've got the entire MCU as a collection. Okay. So I've got those. I uh, I love the movie Assassin's Creed. I love Detective Pikachu. Very nice. There was another big one, too, that they were just making into a video game, too, uh, coming out next year. It's going to be good. Um, I, I forgot the name of it. I, it will come to me, though, one of these things. Have you heard anything about any new uh, video games turning into movies this year? Um, Resident Evil. That's the only one so far you heard of? That's the one that I remember. I remember you talking about that a few weeks ago. Okay, yeah, very nice. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Decaholics uh, there, always remember certain things that I say. Uh, sometimes when it comes to all of, like, the new movies and stuff, I'm more of, like, an older horror fan and more of, like, you know, like, the new stuff to me, I can just sit there and watch it, and what they consider horror is more like a thriller, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about your jacket, because I definitely loved your jacket. I've seen pictures of it, and I'm going to post some pictures, too, the Deacon and Co show um, Twitter page and uh, not so much on the Instagram uh, because of the following, but we'll definitely get something up there as well. But this jacket here is very nice jacket besides that, but it, it's something that I'm looking to also get into myself. And I started buying the patches a while back and, and I want to put a vest together myself, but what, how, how did this come? This must've been a surprise being that it was a gift. Um, no, I uh, helped make it. My parents basically paid to get it stitched. Awesome. How many uh, patches do you have on? About 30-something. That's cool. All Metallica? Um, I have a blackened patch. I have an Internet patch. I have a Metal Up Your Podcast patch. Awesome. And, shout out to those guys, too. And I... And getting a few chapter patches eventually, because because okay. I'm in fifteen, fifteen or sixteen Metallica chapters. Yeah, that's cool. You're you're one of the uh, one of the few people that have been on that have been in multiple chapters. So how does being in multiple chapters work out for you? It works out nicely. Um, it's basically because of being in so many chapters, I ended up finding someone to go with me for the fortieth uh, because awesome. my brother because my brother couldn't make it. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that your brother was having surgery and hopefully he's okay now and recovering. That's why he's not able to come to the fortieth shows with you. Yeah, he's he's doing okay. He's doing good. I will uh, tell him that. Wish him the best. Um, Absolutely, definitely send my uh, my hopes and my thoughts with them. Uh, 40th anniversary show. Speaking of which, I mean, tell us about what happened because I know you're one of the people who got a lottery number. So, how crazy was it the morning that you actually received the notification that you're eligible to go? Well, originally I entered. Uh, um, I thought, well, when they announced the 40s, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try to enter this. I don't normally win stuff from Metallica, but it's like, I'm going to try to enter this and then take my brother. But then when I went into the tickets, I ended up just telling my buddies, I'm just like, I'm hoping that I'm able to get like a, a travel package with the hotel and the tickets. 
because I wanted to be on the floor. And when I won, my brother was in surgery, and I told my mom, and she's like, okay, well, can't really say anything until we get home. And then they got home a while later, and I told everybody, and everybody was really happy. And then when... And then when I tried getting the tickets that Friday, the travel packages were sold out. Yeah, I can only imagine how quickly those things went, right? Sold out very, very quickly. So then I ended up getting lower-level seating. But but yet at the same time that... um, that I bought the tickets, I found out my debit card was info was stolen. Oh wow, that's terrible. So I, at the same time that was happening, my my bank was was kind of cautious about me getting those tickets. Okay. Because because the tickets for the lower level were like seven hundred something. That's crazy. So they, so the bank was kind of like, okay, well, why should we let, why should we let you get this when certain things overseas have been paid for? Oh wow, that's crazy. So yeah, it kind of sucked, but at least I got my tickets, and then when I, when I found out my brother couldn't uh, go, I asked a couple chapters that I was in and somebody ended up replying saying, hey, message me. I, I'll be able to take you. That's pretty cool. So then when that happened, I'm still I'm still messaging him and we're still going together. And I and I got asked by a chapter I'm, I'm in, a Minnesota chapter, basically to wave their flag for them while I'm at the 40th. Yeah, that's got to be pretty cool, too. I mean, especially to have different chapters and whatnot, you know, rep- you're representing them as well. Now, of course, what Jordan and I are, re- are referring to is as each of the later shows got re- uh, released, of course, the um, I don't think they did it with the ATL live show, but it was definitely the Hard Rock and these next two shows of the 40th anniversary shows. December 17th and December 19th, you had to sign up for a pre-sale code. And if you were picked in the lottery for the pre-sale code, then you would be able to obtain tickets, uh, you know, through, uh, I guess, what was it, Jordan Live, Live Nation or Ticketmaster Ticket, or something? Ticketmaster. They're both owned by the same people, but it's mostly it's your Ticketmaster. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, they have all these types of bundles and stuff that you can imagine, as you heard Jordan just mentioned, they were sold out and whatnot. But it's going to be fun. I'm definitely going to look forward to seeing you there, and uh, I'll be there with you rocking out in 40 years. You know you know how important this show is. Um, yeah. Jordan, tell um, us something like um, what your favorite Metallica memory was, or what was your um, first Metallica show when you saw them? My favorite memory is, um, well, I, uh, well, I'm going to go a little bit off here. Um, a couple of years ago, I had my, I had a mole on my neck. I had it removed a while ago. It's been two two years now. But like, but like the day after I uh, had it removed, I met up with a friend and her fiance up uh, 45 minutes away from my house. And I got a signed shirt. Awesome. 
I got is from the Summer Sanitarium 2000 tour, and it was signed by Jason Newstead, Lars Ulrich, and Kirk. That's crazy. I mean, that must have been some type of gift. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. Um, they recorded my reaction to it, and I am still I'm still stunned by it. Um, <laughs> I, I I did get it framed finally a couple of like a while ago. So that that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, You're not. Are you much of a collector, Jordan? Not really. I'm I'm into the vinyl. Okay. But not really a whole lot. I do have the SMN2 foil uh, print. Awesome. I've got live shit binge and purge. Uh, uh, the big. The, the box set, box set, not the uh, thinner case. Okay. I do, I do have most of Metallica's discography on CD. Awesome. Um, I have, I got stuff from my concert that I've got framed up. Very uh, nice. Um, on Saturday after I got off the phone with you, I checked my mail and I ended up getting a bunch of guitar picks. Oh, that's always good to get in the mail. I love when that stuff comes. Um. So. Oh, and that being said, the chat said that I'm waving the flag for said they're mailing that out this week. Oh, very nice. So I don't. I'm supposed to. Be, I don't know when I'm getting it. I'm supposed to be just surprised when I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a nice surprise once you get it. Yeah. So and so, like I said, on Saturday I got guitar picks. I have such certain magazines about Metallica. And, but I'm mostly into the vinyl. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, it's making a big comeback, especially, too, with their box sets and whatnot, uh, you know, with them keep releasing them. But, uh, Jordan, what was your introduction or entry point to becoming the Metallica fan that you are? Um, in, when I was eight, when I was nine or ten, yeah, eight or nine years old, I went to a garage sale in a town because I lived somewhat in a small town. Um, went to a garage sale and they had garage ink for uh, sale for 50 cents. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and but, but the sad thing was it was the censored version. Okay. So back when they sold CDs censored out most of them some of the time. So, yeah. so, so, so like the song, so what was heavily censored. Yeah, I can imagine that one being a little more sensitive than every other one. But we uh, wore it out, and then I think it was when I was 10 or 11, then um, went up north to a uh, relative's place, and they had a, and he, he had a gas station within walking distance. And we uh, went to that gas station, and they had the Black Album. And they said that they had it for seven ninety eight. So then we went back to my relative's place, and my mom, and I told my mom, "Can we?" Well, I asked her, "I'm like, can we get some money for the CD?" And then we went. So she gave us a twenty, and then we went back to the gas station, and it turned out it was seventeen ninety eight. <laughs> you guys just had enough. We just managed to have enough with Minnesota tax. That's crazy. But, but mom wasn't happy about that. <laughs> so then, uh, later on, 
Um, I had a, a para help para helper with a. She didn't have cable at the time. She said, "If you record me some kind of monster this weekend, I'll bring you something special in." So then she brought. So then I recorded it because it was in three-hour blocks at the time. So I recorded both showings and came in that Monday with a mix CD of uh, most of Load. But instead of Ain't My Bitch and 2x4, it had Enter Sandman and Sad But True. There you go. And then, but Outlaw Torn was the uncut version. Oh, wow. So so Outlaw kind of has a special meaning for me. There you go. So, and then in high school, my uh, brother, when my brother was a senior and I was a sophomore, and he was working at Target, Espignatic was coming out, or when I was a junior and he had a job. I want to say it was 2000. He graduated in 2008. So it would have been right after he graduated. Yeah. Um, but I was a junior, and he uh, he worked at Target, and he's like, here, here's Death Magnetic. I think you'll like this. Awesome. So then he... So then he... Uh, so then... Then the winter of my junior year, Guitar Hero Metallica came out. Oh, boy. And we we had so much fun with that. My brother had just bought a 360. And we and then he bought Rock Band 2, and we pretty much jammed out on Guitar Hero Metallica a lot whenever we, whenever we were renting it. That's crazy. So then that's how I became the bigger fan that I am now was Guitar Hero Metallica. That's awesome. That's that's pretty crazy. That I've never heard anybody say that when it comes to their entry point or whatnot, but that, that really is cool. Um, not many people, obviously, as I'm sure the world knows as well, have their own uh, special guitar hero. So I can only imagine how crazy that was. So what is uh, the most difficult song in there to play? For I th- for me, the hardest one to play is Fight Fire with Fire. But if I was to go back with the skills that I have and go back at... Because I was supposed to do a talent show my senior year. Okay. If I, if I could go back and do that, I would try to show Whiplash. Because I, <laughs> I can actually keep up with the strumming. That's cool. Uh, I would just need to practice the solo a bit. Yeah, that definitely is cool. Definitely, uh, definitely a challenging song too to play. Um, as we enter in now, this really coming up this week in a few days uh, is going to be Metallica's 40th anniversary. So, what do you got going on that you recently just did? Because I haven't told anybody else about what I did except for you, uh, only because of what you did. So, what do you got going on on your arm? Um, well, I got to explain the story. Uh, um, my parent originally, my parents for years, it's just like, you're never getting a tattoo while you live under our house, our house, our rules. And I'm like, okay. Understandable. So, so then, um, so then I paid, so my parents basically got helped me get the hotel and airplane ticket for the 40th. Okay. 
And my parents were just like, well, if you pay us back every single penny, you can get a tattoo. <laughs> you can finally, you can finally get a tattoo as long as you're able to afford it on your own. You don't need any of our help. So then, so then I have planned it out where I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting the Ninja Star on my wrist. And, That's awesome. And on September 2nd, I got the Ninja Star on my left wrist. And they and my parents were like, oh, well, it actually doesn't look that bad. Tattoos aren't really that bad. This hope you enjoy this because this is part of your 40th anniversary celebration. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I was thinking the same exact thing, too. I said uh, to myself, what, what am I going to do? So we'll unveil that episode 62, but you already know what I did to me. To yeah. To mine. But I am going to post some pictures if it's all right with you so everyone can see. I think it looks really nice. And when the day you got it, I remember writing on your page, uh, sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. I um, loved it. I thought it was I'm, great. But I am getting it touched up. Mm-hmm. It's starting to turn a little bit pink. Some lines are starting to fade. Okay. So I'm getting it touched up next uh, Thursday. Awesome. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, even though the tattoo took like thir- like less than 30 minutes to do. That's crazy. So, and it's going to take another 20 minutes to see if it'll hold up this time. Okay. Because like there's... There's a couple lines that are starting to fade. The, the red is starting to turn pink. Yeah. So, and I know that's part of the, the sun bleaching it. Yeah, that and just the fading and, you know, what happens and whatnot. Most of the new ink, though, is pretty good with holding and stuff. It's, it, you know, it also, you know, with a matter of, like, the lotion and, you know, all kinds of stuff yeah. that you could use to protect it as well now, it's going to be... You know, uh, a little like a little less challenging as it used to be, but you'll see once you get a ton step, it all depends on how much you're going to hold. There's sometimes where you know, even me who's covered has to keep going back to make sure it's done the right way, and yeah. your body. So you make sure that you go and do it the way that you want to do it too, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. So it's got me kind of anxious about it. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it didn't hurt at all. Well, it, it didn't hurt all the way. It didn't hurt the entire. It didn't hurt the full. 30 minutes okay. there was a, there was like two there was maybe like five or ten second spasms where it's just like okay it hurt a bit yeah but i managed but i managed it just fine yeah absolutely that's that's crazy though but we definitely definitely will show the audience that because i i think that's definitely a uh a cool thing to have um what is your uh most i guess memorable show that you've ever gone to like what is your favorite show i've only been to one show i've seen a tribute i've seen one the only tribute for metallica i'm sure those guys are great i've seen them six or seven times nice um i've i've seen them i think there's a band that i've seen the most okay um but and only I, one regular metro and one regular Metallica show, and the 40th are going to be our shows number two and three. Awesome. You're on your way now. Yeah. That's it. No looking back now. You're traveling out of state to go see them. Now you are full throttle. Yeah, and this, like in this San Francisco thing, it's my first big trip away from home. That's exciting. So I'm, in, so I'm nervous and excited for that. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be exciting. Once you get the the first one with the 40th under your belt, Talica just announced South America and Vegas today. So that should be fun as well to think about doing another trip too when you're done with this one. I have to make sure that I can afford those. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are those are. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess I guess it could be crazy when you're heading into like another country, definitely. But Vegas shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, because like if I were to go to South America, I would have to get my actual passport. And with the uh, San Francisco, I just got I have my real ID, and that's good. And that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, COVID vaccines and whatnot too, as they start checking. Uh, you know, at these stadiums and whatnot, they they started checking for the first time um, in Los Angeles when I was there a couple of weeks back, and uh, you know, good good bet they're going to try to control, obviously, uh, you know, what people are doing to you know want to stay safe. If you guys want to come to these big, obviously, concerts and especially events like this, you don't want to have uh, people not being safe, but. Since you've been to your uh, your favorite show or the only show that you've been to being on the Hardwire tour, um, what was the favorite song uh, from Metallica uh, that you're expecting to see come the 40th shows? I have two favorites of all time. All right. To Live Is To Die and Injustice For All. Both off the same album there, too. So my next question was going to be your favorite album, but Injustice For All is your favorite album? Yeah, easily. Awesome. So what is it about Justice that, that attracts you to the album so much? Kind of the fact that they're longer songs. I do like progressive rock, progressive metal, and okay. Injust- Injustice for All is progressive metal in a way. Yeah. And To Live Is To Die is my favorite instrumental. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, To Live Is To Die is something else. Um I know you had brought up the other day of when the first time that they heard it. Uh, I wish that they would at least switch up and do something where you would play some rare track like that every single uh, concert that they do, but we both know that won't happen. So it's, yeah. you know, people that got to hear that song, awesome. Like a couple of weeks back, got to hear um, just Whiskey in a Jar for the first time live. It was It was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, of course, the one from St. Anger that they did, too, as well. Frantic. Yeah, which was um, hearing hearing that uh, for the first time, people looking around, even with James letting us know that he's playing Frantic, a lot of people didn't really like it or care for it, but they nailed it. And uh, I'm glad that they played it. People don't like it or wrong. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> See, I would, rather listen, I would rather listen to St. Anger than Lulu, but that's another topic. That's uh, that I think I don't I think I I made a mistake one time and I went on and spoke to somebody and told them I said I would have it, I would even listen to Lulu um, and the person was just like no comment I'm not making a comment on that it's very difficult as a Metallica fan and I'm sure this is uh, you know even with a lot of fans that are hardcore fans including yourself you make the adjustment of of learning the songs or the catalogs if if you're not somebody who's come on to the beginning stages of the band that's rode this ride with them, which we haven't, then we're only coming in at a certain entry point and going backwards or forwards, depending on what point that you've come in to being a fan. So yeah, I, yeah. Lulu, take it or leave it is a favorite, my favorite album. I don't know, but if there's something on there from that album, I'm not going to turn it off. I'm going to let it play because 
when I, like I just said, when I looked around the other day when I was at Aftershock a couple of weeks ago, Jordan, and I saw the people there that didn't know some of the songs, it upset me a little bit because it yeah. makes me think, you know, like, all right, cool, you, you finally did something now where you started saying, okay, this is a draft lottery, we're going to do this for the fans, like the real fans that are going to be there, not the people that are going to come there to go out and drink and get hammered because, trust me, that shit's annoying. I'm sure you'll see that when you go... Because we'll, um, you know, we'll see all kinds of crazy madness at this concert. But yeah, definitely yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. Jordan, let, let me ask you, Minnesota sports man, what, who are your teams? What do you guys got going on up there? What are your predictions? I love the Wild. I love the. I'm a massive Vikings fan. I'm, <laughs> there you I'm, go. I, I love the Twins. I, awesome. I I'm somewhat split on the Wolves. Never okay. been to, never been to a Lynx game. Never been to to a Loons game. I've been nice. to the go. I've been to the go. I've been to Gophers football. I went to a game that when they won the championship that year. Oh wow! And I went to their homecoming game, and that and they won in a blowout. Nice. Now, can you describe your like an atmosphere? Because I feel like you live in a place where, like, college football is a big deal? Uh, so, it, it kind of is, but it also kind of isn't because okay. it's the Gophers. But I know, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know, like, the, like, the news, they'll every year they make a big deal out of Minnesota versus Wisconsin, Minnesota versus Michigan, yeah. Minnesota versus Penn State or Purdue because I think they're in the same division. Yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, but they always make a big deal out of those. Like those are must-watch games, and it's like, yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because it's it's coming from an atmosphere of some place where I live, where they don't understand the importance, or they don't really not understand it, but they don't follow the same way that college sports do. And seeing a college game live and seeing an NFL game live, I hate to say this, but most people will probably have more fun at a college game than they will at an NFL game because of the atmosphere there. I have fun at both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm a football fan, too, so it's, it's seeing, you know, different, uh, you know, different stadiums and different teams and stuff, too. It's, it's always cool to do that. Um, well, well, with the Vikings, I have gone to a game every season except for two seasons. Nice. I've, I I, I, I I didn't go to the season where they had the Minneapolis Miracle. Okay. And I didn't go last year. Otherwise, I went every season. Now, last year they didn't start allowing people to come because of COVID. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Okay. I have I actually have uh, somebody that I know who is a season ticket holder for the Vikings, but he lives in New York. So yeah. for eight weeks of the year and playoffs, he flies out to Minnesota, you know, stays, does the weekend thing each time mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that's really cool. That's really dedicated. Like I, I have two teams that are uh, out of New York too, and I wouldn't go and fly every weekend. Like I would go see them once or twice a year, uh, but yeah. not to fly every weekend across the country and, you know, up in the yeah. just, it becomes a bit much or whatnot, but Vikings on the bye yesterday uh, on game day, week seven here. Happy game day, by the way. we got another good one going on tonight. It would have been better if Russell Wilson wasn't hurt, but St. Seahawks tonight, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, um, going to be a good one. But what are your thoughts on the Vikings right now? What, what, do you, what do you see happening for the rest of the year? Are they going to pull off a wild card here? What's going on? 
I'm just hoping they do well. I don't have a lot of expectations, especially with how their social media team has been acting as of lately. Oh, yeah, like, what are they like, doing? Like, yesterday they posted a thing where it's like, oh, well, this is us sleeping knowing we don't have to worry about a play being decided on the last play. Oh, shit. <laughs> because, because if you actually, like, if you watch the Vikings, the, the last few weeks have, have been like that, where play, like plays have been decided on the last, on the final play. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It, it's just fucking ridiculous. And the fact that they even posted that has me like, okay, well, you guys better get your shit together for for, for, for Halloween. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it's crazy the way I, that I watch it, the NFL. Uh, I got the whole direct TV setup thing, so I watch every team every Sunday. Um, I have been watching the Vikings second in the NFC North. Tough opponents coming up on Halloween, uh, week following. Yeah, uh, Dallas, Ravens, Chargers coming up the next three games for you guys. If you make it out of here, you know, one and two, two and one, get a chance to, you know, get the wild card or something. I could see you guys doing some damage. Uh, the Vikings had a couple of games this year where uh, I couldn't believe that they ended up losing the games that they should have won. Yeah, I, I'm so pissed about week one, to be honest. It, he yeah. wasn't, he yeah. wasn't, he was not down. Yeah. He, he yeah. wasn't down. That was the tough one. I think that's the one that hurts the most, especially too with the missed field goals and everything else in that game. That was, yeah, uh, that definitely was a tough one. Um, switching the point up here for a second here, Jordan, genius of the week here, and I know that you and I both know this one already since we recorded it. But uh, let let me give you a different one, and I'll I'll use the one I used already uh, for next week since you and I are the only ones that know it. Uh, the other night I'm watching in the or rather the other day I was watching uh, last weekend the Browns were playing the Cardinals. Uh, no, I'm sorry, this is Thursday night football. Browns Broncos and Broncos won this game. Uh, I mean, uh, Browns won this game 17-14. But while I'm in the, watching this game and they're showing the crowd and the people in the stands, reason I'm calling this guy out for being genius of the week is I have a lot of Browns fans. Or as friends, for whatever reason, dog pounds, whatever. But yeah. there's a gentleman dressed in all Pittsburgh Steelers in the middle of the game that the Steelers were not playing in. I get it, but now at this time, like you could do that because I, if, if I go to any other type of hockey game and the New York Rangers are not playing, I'm going to wear my Road Rangers jersey into this game because it's a team I'm fan of. So I, I respect what this guy did. The only thing was that after the Browns got the game-winning first down, this guy stood up and clapped his hands and was cheering hardcore for the Browns. They spotlighted him on the actual screen. And I just want to know, what, what are you doing, dude? You are wearing Pittsburgh Steelers stuff. This is your division rival. You should be rooting for the Broncos, even if you had half the Browns team on fantasy, which at that point, you should at least then be wearing a Browns hat. Like, yeah. Give me to the week, bro. Go on. <laughs> Cracks me up every time to see stuff like that. But hats off yeah. to Mr. Steelers, man, wearing uh, Mr. Steelers fan inside of the Browns arena there, uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Um, was just one of those situations where you just look and... Um, like, holy shit, dude. Really? What are you doing there? Um, sorry, I mixed it up there with Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> uh, best team 
and, and this is more along the lines of like kind of like I guess an opinionated rapid here. Uh, I know you're a fan of the show, so rapids are just a quick uh, bounce back of an opinion or a thought on this actual subject here. Uh, best NFC North rivalry. My favorite of the Vikings and Packers. I did get to see the, the Monday night game of that in 2019. It, I don't, I, <laughs> I, as much as I would say that, I would rather say Chicago and Green Bay. The I think believe that I believe that's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, I'm going to say Bears and Packers uh, is the best rivalry, but not as of late. So I yeah. would definitely say if I had to pick another one, it would be Vikings Packers because even. Uh, you know, when the teams are not in contention, this is still a tough divisional game and always is a, a great game to watch. Yeah, uh, they're, all, they're they're always fun to watch, too. Even, oh, yeah. even if it's one-sided, you're just like, I still can't believe I'm watching this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't agree with you more. Uh, Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning, what is Metallica's better album out of the two? Puppets pretty much has everything except a bad song. Ride has one bad. <laughs> Ride has one bad song. What song do you like off Ride? Escape. Okay. All right. A lot of people don't like uh, like Escape itself. For me, these are Metallica's one and two best two albums. I am going to go Ride the Lightning uh, only because of what I get to hear in it. Ken, I will never say a bad thing about Master of Puppets as an album, or any of the songs that are on that album because that album definitely changed my life. Um, now, with this one here, last rapid here, Jordan, Master of Puppets or One, what is Metallica's best song? I think Puppets. It has, okay. every, it has everything, and if you needed a starter song for somebody who's just getting into Metallica or wants to be a fan, literally show them that. That would be the one to show them. Absolutely. And I actually like your answer better today than the other day because that was a really good answer. If I'm going to start somebody off with uh, listening to Metallica, first song that they're going to hear is definitely my recommendation is to be Master of Puppets. So you heard it there. You got a, We got another Black Album, um, you know, a, a celebration coming up with what we had at Aftershock. So lucky that we were able to hear uh, Master of Puppets and one in the first part of that uh, show. But Decaholics, there you go. Uh, our friend Jordan here, another fellow metal critic. Uh, excited that we're going to have him with us uh, in San Francisco. We're definitely going to hang out and uh, meet you and uh, definitely chat a bit before the show, maybe after or whatnot. But very interesting facts here. Another Puppets and another Justice coming out. Uh, another fan had their entry point of Injustice for All. I love it. And uh, it just makes me think, like, Wow, 40 years have gone by, and justice in year seven, like, just, I mean, wow. <laughs> Speechless yeah. to say 40 years, we're still doing it, Jordan. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, can't, I can't believe uh, it. Oh, yeah. Awesome that you're also, too, uh, you know, getting to experience uh, the 40th anniversary shows because, uh, as I've told the Decaholics, and I, I believe I had mentioned this to you, um, going, buying the tickets to all the shows, I would have never done any of that if I had known only about the 40th anniversary shows, but would have missed them for the world and whatnot. Uh, Jordan, uh, my fans, they're going to follow you, uh, get your conversations, thoughts, opinions, all that. Where can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you have it? 
Uh, my Facebook is Jordan Blackers. It's in parentheses, it is fluffy, although I do have a Metallica-related Facebook account for uh, friends who don't really, because I have my normal account set to friends of friends. So, like, so I have the Metallica Facebook account, so if anybody wants to add me on that, they can, so that I can add them through my normal account. Awesome. Uh, um, but I did send you my uh, info. Yep. My, my, uh, but that Metallica account is Metallica Blackhurst. You can find me at Jordan Blackhurst, though, as well. My cool. Insta- my Instagram is Mr. Fluffy with a three and an H instead of a Y. Um, right now, my profile photo is my tattoo that I got in September. Um, my Twitter account is Assassin Pikachu. I do have a YouTube channel where I unbox video games in a costume, but I, I uh, didn't send you that quite yet. But that, but like my YouTube is in is, is in my bio on Instagram as well, so it's, that doesn't really matter. Awesome. Yeah, we definitely got to check it out. Um, thanks for two not ruining the surprise because I know all Beacaholics are like, wait, 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 wait. Jordan's telling us about his tattoo. What did he can do now? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Also, to Jordan, thanks again for taking the time out of your day to do this a second time. The first time was great, but I do think this show was definitely 100% better. And um, always love chatting about Metallica, man. I always love chatting with people yeah. who are going to do it. And, uh, you know, this is an experience for you, man. And like I said to you the other day, I'm trying to keep calm from my own excitement. And then having a conversation with you just brought my energy and excitement up a different level talking about this show and Definitely looking forward to meeting you, buddy, in December. Um, yeah. Any last things you want to say to the Decaholics before we head out on this one? Um, well, I was going to say, like, if uh, if if uh, you see me at the 40th or something like jacket, don't forget to say hi. Oh, I'm definitely – oh, me. Oh, I was going to say, I'm definitely going to say hi to you. Well, no, yeah. no. I, I, mean, I mean, like, anybody because, like, my jacket should be well, like, seen. Absolutely. But it's like I'm trying to see if I can see see anybody from Metallica or Rob Dietrich for that matter and see to have them like see my jacket and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a goal when I'm out in San Francisco is to see somebody working for Metallica and they get to see it. Yeah, that would be the cool thing too. And uh, I guess we're gonna see what happens when you know uh, we get over there and closer to the show and whatnot. And hopefully we'll. Uh, Hopefully we're going to see some uh, history here. I think we're going to see something really well. Uh, you and I both think that we're going to get obviously more than 16 songs on the festival. I still yeah, I think to, I, I think eight, I think 18 or 19. That would be nice. Uh, I'm going to have some I'm going to have some guests coming in the upcoming weeks that have actually been to both uh, many festivals um, and the actual indoor shows. I've really been to more shows at venues than I have festivals. I only have two under my belt. Uh, so I don't know the difference of if, if this is just a uh, festival thing where they only play 16 songs or it's just something that's going to continue there. Um, but with that being said, guys, just make sure that you follow Jordan, and I'll have all of his details on the Deacon and Co. Show uh, Instagram and Twitter page, which is Deacon and Co. Show, if you guys need to follow. Deacon and Co. Show, gmail.com, if you guys want to leave a line, comment, or concern. But for now, Deacon and Jordan are out.